Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Okay, good evening. This is Kevin. And I am on my own here tonight, and I was afraid that nobody was going to be able to hear me because I can't hear anything coming out of Blog Talk Radio. Um, so I'm, I called into the program, and I'm going to use my cell phone, and I should be able to hear what people are saying if you have any questions. Now, Mike's gone for the night. He had a business trip to, take, to attend to, and uh, he'll be back next week. But I'm here, and I'm here to cover all of our questions and give you all the answers and figure out where everybody's calling from. I got Mike's list, so now I know what's going on. And I'm very happy to be here with you all. <clears throat> I don't have any new news from last week. Just a very, very normal uh, late winter, almost spring week. I hope uh, I didn't drag too many people away from the Oscars. I had no intention of turning it on myself, so I don't know. I hope nobody else is missing it. (laughs) And if you do have any questions, remember to press 1 on your keyboard and just leave it there because if you press it twice, it takes you off and we won't be able to get your questions. I hope everybody can hear what's going on. I don't have any questions at the moment, but that doesn't mean that you don't all get to hear my beautiful voice and get an idea of what's going on in the world. Now, I know last week we had a question about the Kenworths uh, with the brake issue. You step on the brake and it creates a left pole on four brand new Kenworths. They still haven't figured that out. They have gone so far as to replace everything, but the only way they've been able to get rid of it is to disconnect the brakes on the front of the track. If anybody else has any experience with that, I'd really like to hear about it. I don't I don't imagine it's too widespread, but they did call us about it and they did have at least four cases. So there's that. And outside that, like I say here in the last week, not a whole lot new. I enjoy talking about tires and tire wear. It's my it's my thing. So I guess I'm gonna end up uh telling stories about tires. Uh I can tell you there was a time, um, not to toot my own horn too much, but uh, I had a customer come in a number of years ago, and he was complaining that when he was out in Wyoming, between Wyoming and Nebraska, uh, if he let go of the steering wheel, it would stay in the lane, but it would only stay in the right lane for 15 seconds, only a quarter of a mile. He was trying to get me to set his truck up so that he could let go of the steering wheel for an entire minute, a whole minute in one lane without touching the steering wheel. And I just, uh, I told him to stop. Don't do that. We're not going to try to do that. If I push you any further to the left, you're going to go over the hump. And you'll end up uh, in the left lane instead. Just stay where you're at. If you're going to get the tire life that you want, and continue that way. <clears throat> Let's see. Nothing else. Uh, I hope I, I can tell you all Oscar stories, but I don't really know any. As far as I am concerned, uh, when they said the Raiders of the Lost Ark was the best film of the year, they were right, and there really weren't any more good movies to rate after that. They could have just stopped, but they keep doing it. And as I say, if you have any questions, please go ahead and give me a, 
uh, press one on your keypad. I guess that's a that's another question. I I don't know how many different problems we're having tonight. Like for instance, I can't hear you. I also don't know if the the keypads are working right. Now I do have a question, fortunately, so I can get into that and we'll see uh, we'll see if I can hear you. All right, let's go with that. This uh this first one is from 315 area code. And the 315 area code is New York. So I'm going to guess that this person from New York is in Florida, like everybody else from New York. And we'll see what they have to say. Yeah, I'm right. not in Florida. You hear me? I'm up here in New York, right along the Canadian border. I got a question yeah. for you about a spread axle trailer. Okay. I just bought a brand new spread axle trailer, flatbed. And I'm looking to put a dump valve on this thing to uh, make it a little easier getting around uh, in tight turning situations. Where would you recommend the dump valve, front axle or rear? I'd recommend on the – wait, this is a spread what? This is a spread axle flatbed. I would recommend on the front. You would recommend on the front, okay? Yes. Okay, that's – could make some sense for weight distribution. Yeah, so, that that would be uh, my major concern. Okay, okay, that does that does make sense. Uh, you'd be if you put it on the rear axle, you'd be overloading that front axle and not gaining yourself a whole lot. With right. Full load. Right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, if you're going to be lifting one axle out of that pair anyway, you're going to end up overloaded one way or the other. But uh, at least by putting it on now, so I suppose for one purpose, putting it on the front axle uh, would make it a shorter wheelbase, so it would be a little bit easier to turn. Or put, yes, so it would be a little bit easier to turn. But I believe for for the configuration, the right axle would be the the, the front axle lifting. Okay. So for weight distribution, the front axle makes sense, but for turning radius, the rear axle dump would make sense. Right. Okay. In both cases, you're going to overload the one that isn't. So, uh, I guess. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you shouldn't be using dump axle much over five or ten miles an hour, anyway. No. No. Um, and, and again, yeah, I, I don't obviously wouldn't recommend using a dump valve in in any situation where you're going to be overloading. But uh, yeah, and uh, to me, the it makes sense on a spread axle flatbed to have it on the rear. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Any, any anything else? No, no. I was just wondering what your recommendation on that would be, as I'm trying to get this trailer uh, set up the way I'd, the way I'd like it, and make sure I'm doing things right. Right. So yeah. I, it, I do know it puts a lot of stress on these spread axles trying to maneuver them in a tight situation. Yeah, they're, it does. And really the, not designed the axle that wears worst is that front axle in your normal uh, turning. I mean, you can't get out of normal turning uh, all day long. So at least removing that axle from those situations you can is is worth it. Yeah. So I do know it puts a lot of stress on the frame to turn those trailers tight. We can do to alleviate that would hopefully help us out. Yep. Yep. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. So, well, uh, what do you do? Okay. So you're you're building a truck now. And no, I've I've, 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 I've already, yeah, I've pretty much got the truck. I've got the trailer, and I'm just looking to get it set up right. Get set up right. All right. And this well, is for interstate travel. This is for interstate. Yes. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much where you want to. What what all you'd want to do? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how useful it's going to be, but I, it, it, yeah, tearing up tires on a spread axle is a pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah. Well, not to mention the stress it puts on the frame and everything else turning them like like that. I've seen yep. cracked frames and everything else caused by people turning them too tight, too often. Right. Then it's well. Hopefully the things they've come out with in the last few years as far as the advancements in frames and whatnot uh, have alleviated that, but we'll see. Not, uh, no, I'm going I'm to tell you, no. The the advances they've made on the frames lately have been 
to make them lighter. Yeah. Um, really not to, to perform better as far as uh, uh, relieving vibrations. Yeah. But no, they don't really. They, they, they have not done up. anything. They don't hold up any better in the, when you get maneuvering them like that. Uh, no, no. The new, I would say the newer the newer trailers, uh, if anything, are more likely uh, to be damaged than okay. older trailers. Okay. Uh, <sighs> this is an all. This is an aluminum frame trailer as well. Is that uh, even more more of a concern with an aluminum frame? If that's your concern, if, if your concern is not weight but is uh, how it's going to stand up, then yeah. Yeah, it is more how how is it going to stand up than than anything. Right. Then yeah, yeah the aluminum I, is not going to hold up as well. Yeah. Okay. So we still try to avoid turning them tight, but I haven't. Yeah, seen that's uh, that's so. not really possible. Huh. Yeah, I haven't seen too many situations where you can avoid it all the time. No. So. Ideally, the, the, I'm seeing uh, come out is the uh, sliding rear axles. You can slide them into a tandem compi- or a tight tandem configuration, and uh, that would be, be better. Have, yeah, well, it's about a seven thousand dollar option from what I was pricing <laughs> out. So, yeah. maybe the next one. Uh, yeah, good idea. Well, I thank you for your time, and thank you for your help. All right. Thanks for calling. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So here's what I can tell you. My headphones don't work, uh, but my phone does work. And the only problem with that is that I'm hearing myself two or three times. (laughs) I can hear myself talking, and then I can hear the – uh, the feedback from me talking. All right. Well, I've got one more caller here, and he is from the 619 area code, which is the opposite end of the country, California. Um, he's probably trying to avoid Oscar's traffic. I don't think really there is much, but uh, I think six one they don't let anybody out of California, so he's probably still in California. In fact, it's a six one nine area code. I suspect it's actually uh, somebody down in San Diego that I might even know. All right, hello, California. Hi, this is uh, Kevin. Um, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't get a ticket to the Oscars tonight, so I have to call in here. <laughs> Um, my question is, um, I transitioned from being over the road. I have several trucks going from uh, coast to coast. Now I'm doing a very regional application. So just within 100 miles, 100, okay. you know, three to four drops per day or night. As I change out my steer tire, should I be looking at a regional tire? Would it even make yes. a difference? Yes. Okay. The, so like, that is, is that the XZE instead of the XZA? Yep. Exactly. And that's a good change for this. The the issue is that uh let's see, the regional tires have a more solid shoulder whereas the over the road premium tires have the, the what they call a decoupler groove. And the what you gain with that is all that scuffing that you get through turns uh is absorb better in the solid shoulder than if you had the decoupler groove shoulder. The decoupler groove is there because as you roll, you know, 60 miles an hour, uh, the very edge of the tire, the last quarter inch isn't supported by the the tread. So it starts to, to wear out in long uh, uh, range applications. <clears throat> okay. So, okay. When, you, when you've got a vehicle that's going to stop uh, deliver every 25 miles, having that solid shoulder is, is a plus. Yeah, plus the, we do a lot of, like, hooking, dropping, you know. Yep. So, okay, so I will look towards that tire. That's exactly what I was looking for is that XCE. So. Yep. All right, well, thank you very much, and I appreciate you filling in. I know it's hard when you got feedback in two or three times, <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> All right, thank you for calling. Have a good 
Yep. All right. So somebody missed the Oscars and somebody was up in New York. And so far that's been the night. Um, I can put my phone down. I don't need to hear myself twice. I don't have any other questions at the moment, but that's okay. Um, I can discuss what everybody needs to know about, just like we were talking about with the wear on the outside edge of the tires. Um, A problem that we've been seeing coming up just in the last few years that everybody is facing on the outside right steer tire. We're starting to see more cupping on just on the right side. Now you used it used to that used to be our bread and butter problem. If you were getting cupping on the outside right tire of this uh, outside right steer tire, you're you had a loose component and you were pushing to the right and you, you probably had a toe issue. And if we fix your toe, if we push the put the rear end in the right direction, we tightened up your wheel bearings, we were going to solve those tire issues. Well, that is not true anymore. You also have to change your steering stops because the uh, the vehicles since about 2005, more and more of the vehicles coming out actually have a 55 degree uh, turning radius as opposed to a 45 degree turning radius. And this is all identifiable by turning the steering wheel in one direction from dead ahead uh, if you can turn it more than two to two and a quarter turns. So more than two and a quarter turns is definitely more than 45 degrees of turning radius. And if you, if that's the problem, if you've got cupping on the outside, right, if you, if your outside right shoulder keeps on wearing off and you've done everything you can and everybody's told you everything's fine, that was the problem. All right. I got another call here and it's from another identifiable Area code, I already know it. Don't even need to look at the list. It's the 360 area code, and I know that that happens to be Western Washington. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and let's see. If I was there, I wouldn't leave. I love the area. It's beautiful. Uh, but I bet they did leave there because you just you pick up your load and you just take off from there. you got to go someplace. All right. Let's see. Hello, Washington. Hello, hello. I am not in Washington. Yeah. That's too bad. Um, <laughs> I'm actually in uh, Colorado on the border of Wyoming. <laughs> oh, Trying to avoid all the storm. Anyway, yeah. um, I uh, I actually ha- went and saw Chad and got my, uh, my stops, steering stops uh, changed. Okay. And uh, while I was there, Got new tires. I'm noticing still a little bit of outside on that same right side um, that my tread is. It's just a little. It's not. It's not real noticeable. But um, okay. before you told me to rub my hand across yeah. and back, and it's smooth, but on the Michelin's, it's got that little S cut in right. the middle of the tread. And when I'm pulling back out, I can feel Just that it's a got bit. a kind of a little bit there. Um, mm-hmm. When I was seeing Chad, he, he told me that I should get my um, bushings changed before I did any kind of alignment. Uh, kingpin bushings or drive axle? Um, no, rear drive axle okay. bushings. Um, and I'm kind of wondering if I really don't want to go spend the money right at the moment. I'm trying to pay off my truck. And I was just yeah. wondering if a $250 front end alignment would be worth it or not. No. Not if you have no. You have to rebush the rear end. To solve that problem on the on the steer tires. Okay. Okay. No problem. Um, I do have another question. Okay. Um, the other couple of weeks ago, a guy called in and was talking about his steering wheel jerking on him when he was trying to slow down. And I've got that problem. It doesn't happen all the time. And it's 
actually got kind of a um, where it like wants to grab. Like if I start braking okay. and I start braking harder, it grabs real quick and then the steering wheel jerks. And I think you said that that's my hubs are out of round. Well, there's a lot of possibilities. Okay, <clears throat> that's did... kind of what I was wondering, if there was other possibilities besides that. Right. At which direction does it turn? I've actually experienced it turning both ways. Both ways, okay. Uh, let's see. Typically, it, it'll turn to the right, but Typically. Um, on this uh, on this last trip, I, I felt it turn to the left for the I, I would say the first time. For the first time, okay. Um, among the reasons that this could be happening includes the bushings in the rear end that are loose. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily that it's an out around hub, but if for some reason the brake pads aren't grabbing properly, uh, either because the hub is out around or because the drum is out of out of place, in other words, not centered properly on the hub, uh, that that's a possibility. Uh, another possibility is weak springs on the steer. Now, if you've got bad bushings in the rear, what is what kind of truck is this? Uh, it's a Cascadia. It's a, what year? Uh, 2012. Uh, okay, not that old. I don't think it's the, the springs on the steer. Um, I've act, I've actually been kind of concerned that the leaf springs might be weak. If you stand gives, out in front of, if you stand out in front of my truck and you look at the truck, you can and you're on level. Mm-hmm. You can I I measured it. The left side of the the left side of the bumper is about an inch and three quarters closer to the ground than the, than the, okay. or the, I'm sorry, it'll be the right side of so the, the passenger side. Pass, passenger side is okay. lower to the ground than the driver's side. Okay. Uh, I went under, did some measuring to, from the frame to the springs, the frame to the ground. I couldn't find any significant differences well, to, uh, doing that improve on that if you just by looking at it if you have it disconnected from a trailer and you stand behind it and you look at the the cab if the cab is leaning to the right like the like would coincide with a bumper leaning right if the cab is leaning right but then you crouch down and look at that far rear frame rail that the that the uh mud flaps are attached to if that is leaning left where the cab is leaning right, now you've identified that your Cascadia has a twisted frame. Okay. And that's a, that is a pretty common Freightliner and international issue. Um, okay. And that, Ooh, that, would, that, and that would also okay. contribute to issues like if you brake hard, then you actually have more weight on the low side on the front. So that could right. contribute to your your right pull, um, and if you if it's be, if it let's see if it's low on the right side but it's not because the frame's tweaked, then that could that could be a problem with the weak spring. But if uh, let's see, as the weight comes down on it, if the right spring flattens out, then the right spring should now be longer than the left spring, and that would induce a left pull. If the left spring flattens out, then the right wing, right side should be uh, shorter, and uh, that would mean the axle is is you know pointed now to the right. You know, with the long, let's see, the long side is if the long side's flat. Uh, okay, I'm I'm backwards on that. If the if the long side is flat, then it's pushed the axle further away from that side, and it would uh, it would create a right pull. So yeah, if the if and but no, you just said that recently it had a left pull, so it's also possible both springs are going bad. Is it the kind where it has the one spring that goes all the way from the front to back, and then half a spring that extends just to the uh, axle from the front side? Um, to be honest with you, I don't know. I, I know it's only 
two two springs. I know that, but I haven't noticed if it's just a half a half a spring. Like one and a half. Yeah. Well, I let's see. I know you know that the bushings are bad in the rear, and if the bushings aren't held tight, if the axles aren't held tight in the rear, then when you brake, they can change direction, and that can push you off to the right or a different direction. Uh, and then, yeah, looking further at the frame and the springs, if it turns out they're oh. the issue, um, I hope you don't have to correct the frame. Uh, but if if you know, springs are relatively cheap, if you're going to replace the bushings anyway, replace the springs and fix that problem. Six years old, does it have uh, 600 or more like a million miles? Uh, 725. That's not that bad. Um, I'm not encouraged to say that you need to replace the springs. It just doesn't seem like it's that long, but you do have to rebush. After rebush, the problem might go away. If it doesn't go away, then uh, maybe measure the frame closer or, or look at the frame closer and then maybe spend the money on the, the front springs and see if it goes away. Just do it piece by piece. If you need to keep the track, don't, you don't have, you don't have to throw everything at it at once. That's, that's the order I would go in though. The uh, the uh, um, when I brake and I kind of mm. press a little bit harder to slow you know because I'm not slowing down enough when I I can I can really feel like it's in that right side over there and it's okay. actually like like grabbing real hard and then kind of letting loose a little bit you know. Okay. Do you, like a, does it like really uh, grab it? Any kind of a vibration feel. associated with that? Um, you know, I put on my Jake brake earlier today, as I'm I'm actually pretty heavy, and I noticed kind of some vibration, you know, going down a hill with that Jake brake on. Mm. <clears throat> I want to. I just want to know that it's straight directly from the 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 hub, at the brake drum itself. Uh, not from the Jake, but from the brake drum. So just, right. you know, driving oh, along nice and smooth, uh, like off onto an exit ramp. If you hit the, just the brake, if you get a vibration when you hit the brake, then I've got some concerns about the hub. But if there's no it's, vibration, it's, there could be a brake like, adjuster issue. But that, uh, I mean, unless there's been a failure, that, that shouldn't be coming up. There's no tenuous vibration, but like I said, it's uh it's almost like a a one second vibration kind of thing. Hmm. Like it kinda hits hard and then it releases. I don't know okay. how I don't know how to explain it. No, I'm gonna say it's one really- other thing to look at, if you can just get kinda close to the brake drum and look, is if the brake pad on the top pad is narrower, you know, has worn down more. It was, this is what you can see visually from the outside. If you can see that the brake pad on the top pad is thinner than the brake pad on the lower pad, that's an indication that the uh, brake drum is cocked in there, and that will cause that problem. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, right. the, the cure for that is to unbutton the wheel, just finger tighten two lugs. This is with the wheel up in the air and step on the brake and then tighten up the lugs. In other words, uh, if the brake just is not centered properly over the hub, then by stepping on the brake with the, with the, uh, the drum free from the hub, then you've set it to where the brakes need it. And now when you step okay. on the brake the next time, you should, you should not experience that. Okay. Okay, that makes that makes sense. All right. All right. Thank you for your time. Right. I really appreciate it. That was a lot, I know, but uh, have a great day. All right. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Bye. Okay. So that was a. Uh, we went from New York, northern New York, near the Canadian border, down to Southern California, and now up to. Uh, the border with Washington. Um, 
I have a couple more calls here, and the next one is 612. And I'm already going to guess that this is in Florida because that's the other corner of the United States that we haven't covered here. 612 is Minnesota. So I was wrong. Um, I'm going to guess he's not in Minnesota, and he is in Florida. And that will have made me correct in my assumptions. Uh, all right. Let's see. Who is this? Is? Hello, Minnesota. Hi, I'm down in Oklahoma tonight. Uh, in Oklahoma? I have a 99 Peter. Yeah. Hope I have a right. 99 Peterbilt. Oh, and uh, yep. it, uh, the front. Oh, can you hear me okay? Yes, now I can. Are you there? I lost him. <sighs> okay, well, I have another call. This is 254. Hopefully he'll call back later. And 254 is Texas. So I'm going to guess he's in Texas because it takes too long to get out of Texas, and he was home for the weekend. And let's see how this goes. Hello, yeah, Texas. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Yeah. Uh, actually, in Big D tonight. Uh, in, in where? Dallas. Dallas, okay, the big D. I thought you said Dixie for a second. I said, well, that's kind of a large area. <laughs> All right. Right, right. So I'm driving a company truck these days, and uh, I hadn't been in it very long. The truck had about, it's a 16 model, had about 80,000 when I got in it. And right at the very beginning, uh, I noticed that my steer tires had, they were Michelin, and, uh, I thought they were the ones that, that Kevin Rutherford was recommending. But both of the tires had uh, the uh, outside that, that groove he was talking about, the road tires, right. uh, had looked like it hardened and, and the tire was just disintegrating. So uh, I stopped at the Loves and uh, had a pair of tires put on. And they said that Love said that uh, this this one brand of tire, one manufacturer of Michelin uh, tire, they were only putting on trailers from that point forward. And now I'm looking to buy another truck, and I can't remember what what that uh, tire uh, designator was. And I'm afraid I, I you know. You'd end up buying a, buying a truck with some uh, not, well, not top quality Michelin. Well, let me look. Okay, now you said this was a Michelin tire? Or was it just a tire? It's steer tires. And Michelin, but it was a Michelin, right? Yes, sir. All right. And on the steer axle of a Mich- with a Michelin tire, you would either want an XZA anything or an XZE. And that's pretty much it. Um, and if you have an XZA anything from Michelin, then I know from my experience I can get you 120 to 150 on the XZA1, 150 to 180 on the XZA2, and 180 to 210 on the XZA3. All through all three of their XZA tires, each generation is an excellent tire. So it's if been, it's an XZA, keep it on your steer. Um, if it's an XZE, that's a regional tire, but that doesn't make it a bad tire. Um, and anything else other than XZA or XZE, you really shouldn't be on the steer anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it was uh, the two, the XZA two, possibly. Yeah, that's it's about a. I want to say a twenty-year-old tire, uh, but it is a very good tire. I mean, they may use it for trailers, but that doesn't mean that it can't be a steer tire. It is a very good steer tire. I'm not sure. Uh, with, the, with the truck only having the eighty thousand on it at the time, I'm guessing yeah. it's probably 
uh, original and would have been a couple of year old tire, at least a year and a half old tire. And uh, well, I, so do you, do you like anything get away from the Michelin? Because I'm not sure, sure what what that was. Uh, who do you, who do you like to be on there? Are you are do you go with what I when I was in the tire well, business we considered stuff like Cooper to be a second <clears throat> second line, not top line. Right. Well, that's that's the funny thing. Uh, everybody makes a good tire. Uh, all of the premium tires that I know of, and even I'm kind of hearing that like the double coin uh, Chinese tire, I've heard those are getting better for the money. I mean, this, this is all comparing the money you spend on it versus the money you get out of it. And for this newest generation of tires, they're all pretty dang good as long as you've got high enough air pressure. Um, but for the bang for your buck, for the best value for the dollar, it is the premium steer on the second tier. Because those tires are actually the tires that were uh, premium tires for the first line, but they're a generation old, which means they don't have as much rolling resistance uh, uh, capacity to them and also means that they don't wear out as quickly. So to us, you know, since if you if you just don't put uh, low rolling resistance tires on your trailer, uh, then the value of the rolling resistance tires on your truck is lost. Uh, if you didn't put the 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 foils and the, the the fins on the back of your trailer. If you didn't cover the gap between the trailer and the tractor, then the rolling resistance of your steer tires and your, and your drive tires is lost because uh, it didn't it didn't have enough help from the rest of the truck. If you if you run a long nose uh, uh, classic front end, you've lost the value of the of the low rolling resistance tires. So to us, just get the best higher tire mileage uh, tire you can. Which would be the second, the premium second tier tire. Like the, it's the not the Continental but the Gen. It's not the the Michelin but the BF Goodrich. It's not the uh, Goodyear but the uh, I think it's Cooper. I think that's the next step down. But whatever the second step down is, that premium tire is the old premium tire from the top of the line, and it just doesn't doesn't have as good a rolling resistance. Has a lot better yeah, tire life, I... but it doesn't have as good a rolling resistance. What I was hearing about Firestone was yeah, uh, same same. This year's this year's Firestone was something Bridgestone. Right. Yeah, it's the it's the just previous uh, Bridgestone. The number suddenly escapes me, and I don't I don't have any charts in front of me to remind me. But yes, the uh, yeah, the, which the old the Bridgestone two two. Uh, Let's see the two the two two six was great two two seven is great I can't remember what the two is it I can't remember what they have now. Right. Well, <clears throat> that don't give an Oscar for best memory. You have an Oscar question. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, one thing one thing to uh, promote because we do use gloves quite often. Uh, with their tire pass, that's 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 the best deal she can get right there. Uh, they were giving away the free uh, uh, trailer credits, but now they've gotten tightened up on a little bit. But you know, if you buy enough fuel uh, over there, you're going to get the rewards points, and, and having having air pressure short of going out and checking your air pressure with a gauge every day, then Using right. that a couple times a week is, is absolutely something I, I recommend everybody do. Wait, okay, so I'm sorry, what? That was with who? Uh, the Love's Truck Stop has a, uh, the, the, the ones that have it, uh, yeah. have the apparatus to check all your air tires, air pressures on all your tires at the same time. And, uh, oh, okay. Then they give you a digital readout and all this other stuff, and and they can set it. You know, do you want the 106 or do you want the 110 that I use? 
and uh, right. and and it allows me to keep a pretty good running uh, feel on my tire pressure without actually getting out there and checking it myself. Yeah, well, uh, and that that must be. I have I've got a couple of loves around here. I'm gonna to have to go look at it. But uh, that's you, you drive up and they just check all of them at once, or is this a uh, something yeah, they're installing? Yeah, they've got a dedicated fuel lane because you can get huh. fuel while you're having your air air checked, and it's usually the closest to the building, to the store itself, the fuel island closest to the building. It's got yeah, an arm. Okay. They put an arm out there because the other drivers they didn't care about checking their air pressure, but they just wanted to always, you know. Get in and get fuel and get gone. So they were well, blocking it from those those of us who did want to have an air pressure check. So they put a, a, a like a toll road barrier uh, on that there. And okay. Pull up, hit the call button, and they'll send someone out to check the air. Well, the only thing I can tell you about that, the only warning I can give you about that, is that uh, do not change the tire pressure on a warm tire. So if you're going to use that, pull into Love's, go inside for two hours, eat lunch, do whatever else you're going to do, and after the tires have cooled, because two hours is your ambient temperature uh, timing. So give the tires two hours to cool, and then go fill it up and fill your air pressures. Okay, that, I can see where you're going with that. So if you overnight at Love's, and get your air pressure checked before you leave. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, appreciate so that, yeah. time there, Mike. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Um, well, that's that's all. That's that was a really great discussion. I like that uh, about uh, what the good tires are and and how to keep them inflated and where to keep them inflated. Um, everybody needs to do that. I, I know everybody hates checking them in the morning because it's cold, and uh, <clears throat> yeah. It, but it, it, if you don't. You're going to lose yourself some money. Well, that's a great thing that Love's has there. Yeah, it's pretty innovative. Right. I thought it was. Yep, I got to agree. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you so much for calling. You got any other questions or anything else? Uh, yeah, but it's getting over into the engines. I don't <laughs> confident. Just, you know, you're talking about that guy with the 2012 with 750,000 on it. And uh, right. I'm, I'm looking at, at 2014s with uh, 700,000 on it, and, and are people getting a million miles out of these engines now that they got the 9, yeah. 10, and 11 problems fixed? Okay. The yeah. So you're talking about all the all the uh, terrible fuel and uh, exhaust-related issues that people have been having with their with the nine, ten, eleven vehicles are finally getting those fixed, and they're putting a lot of miles on. That's what that's what, what the salesman's trying to tell me. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, maybe they got them fixed. I don't know. That fuel, fortunately for me, fortunately for my life and my health and mental well-being. I don't have to deal with engines. Right, <laughs> <Hi>, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, yeah. Kevin really had me swallow the Kool-Aid on the the uh, exhaust emission engines, and I've been afraid of them. And now I'm starting to hear that people are having some uh, reprogramming done, and things are not as brutal as they were. The uh, other ones, ones we talked about, were in the shop so you're not making any money then it costs $10,000 and they don't fix anything so I've been hearing that those problems are going away Yeah, what an expensive venture it has been yeah I don't know if they're fixing them or not um, I yeah, I don't want to tell anybody that they shouldn't invest in a new truck or or in that range of uh, vehicles but uh I don't know if if I could get away with driving a, a 2000, I would. <laughs> well, I did my 2001. I just loved it to death. It still ran to beat the band, but the the, the truck around it fell apart. I mean, <laughs> make a right make a right turn, the left door fly open. 
Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a very unfortunate. Um, yeah, I we will we'll do everything we can to help you with uh, everything from the frame down, uh, keeping keeping you on the road. But now I can't keep the rest of the truck together. Right. Well, but you know, I did go to I did go to Chad and and he and y'all talked about those those drive bushings and and they got that new method where they squeeze them in and squeeze them out hydraulically. And it's right. really fast, and uh, it it did. I'm, I, if the driver's still looking, still listening, I would I would encourage him don't pay that truck off, spend the twenty five hundred and have those bushings done. Right. Because that's gonna that's gonna fix a lot of his other problems right there, and and uh, it was it was a good deal. Was, yeah, it's many years with the driving that you get out of it because of that. I was I wasn't aware of what I was doing to my rest of my truck by those bushings being dissolved almost. Right. right. It, it, it takes bucks to play with trucks, as they say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people people keep finding more more ways to improve it all the time. Right. But, right. But y'all, well, we'll keep y'all working on it, work. and you keep on driving them, and we'll keep on fixing them. <laughs> Sound like a plan, <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you. Yep, thank you. Bye. Okay, there's a. We got Texas. We still haven't actually heard from the Southeast, uh, but I have a 970 number, and I'm going to look at what that is. It's Colorado. So probably he's in the Southeast now because why not? Um, Let's see what's happening. Hello, Colorado. Are you there? I can hear something in the background in Colorado. But I cannot hear Colorado. And I don't know if it's his fault or mine. So I'm going to put this on hold. And I am going to go to the next one. Which is 917. And that's New York again. I don't know if it's the same one that called before, but this is New York, and I'm going to bet he's in Florida, like the rest of New York, and we'll see what happens. Hello, New York. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, I am in Florida. <laughs> Knew it. All right, so I've covered hey. all four corners of the state now, over the, the states now. There we go. Hey, um, last week I missed you guys' show. I think you guys were having some technical difficulties. Yes, yes, your, it was uh, terrible. Stuff. Yeah, um, I did believe I heard Mike said he was going to be in Orlando in March. Was that correct? Yes, I'm training? sure he'll be in Orlando in March. I don't remember exactly when. Um, okay. I can, let's see, I have your number because it's sitting right here. And I can take it down, and when I know, I can just send you a text message, can't I? Yeah, that would be great, yeah, because uh, I would like to get his opinion on something because uh, I'm getting a lot of different opinion from different uh, uh, shops, including MDLMA shop, of what's going on in terms of my steering. I'm having some steering issue, a tire wear issue, and I'm coming back. Uh, one place is saying it's a kingpin. Another one is saying it's a towed-out problem. The other one is saying it's an axle problem. So before I go spend a bunch of money, which I don't mind to fix the problem, I just need to identify what the problem is. So I don't know if he was doing, like, a training at a shop, and I didn't mind taking my truck over there and paying to get it looked at. But I see. When Mike is in Orlando, you want to run it by him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I I would say we could figure out. What was your name? Uh, Khan. K H A N. Okay. And you'll be in Orlando. I. That, uh, well, I mean, are you in Florida most of the time? I live in Florida. I live in Central Florida. Uh, okay. And have you? Did you happen to meet with Martin Galvan? Uh, where? Be, I'm sorry. Uh, there's a guy named. He's on our website. His name's Martin Galvan. 
No, uh, I actually did the one out in Daytona, actually, and they're okay. the one that um, I had a set of tires on there first. I did the alignment and everything was fine. Then it started pulling hard to the right. Like right now, the stare tire that's on there right now, they're about a little over a month old, and the truck is having a hard pull to the right. Sometimes it starts wandering over to the left side. I was told it's a total problem. When I took it back to them, they said my kingpin was bad. Well, my kingpin was put in two years ago, and I personally grease my kingpins, uh, the whole truck, every two weeks. I jack it up wow. and I, I grease it. And I'm wondering, well, why would I go bad so quickly? If I'm, I can understand if I'm neglecting it, I'm not greasing it. I can understand that. Yeah. But I grease it every two weeks personally myself with that. Uh, I then, I was told, then I was told it's I, the I-beam on the axle that it's worn. And I got mm-hmm. a quote for $2,500 to get that fixed. Because they said I got to put new kingpins in. Once again, I don't mind spending the money, but I just need to make sure that that is the problem and that is going to fix my problem. Yeah, I can yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, and that's where my dilemma is coming in with the different places, the different telling me different um, things. Now, I've heard of um, what's the guy you told me about a little while ago? Mar- Martin Galvan. Yeah, Martin Galvan. Yeah, where is he out of? Uh, if you go on our website, Oh, okay. Now I've forgotten what his company name is, but I'll find it in just one I did, second. I did look in Florida on the website, and he did not come up on there. You got all the models international came up, but he, but he didn't it, pop up. He doesn't come up as he doesn't come up as uh, as Martin Galvan. He comes oh, up as his okay. company name, and uh, his okay. company name is Quickaline. Quickaline is out Where's of Anthony, com- Florida. Quickaline, and is, Quickaline. is he a mobile service or does he have a shop? He is mobile. He is mobile. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, well, um, okay. Uh, yeah, I, well, I guess it, it, what you're talking about, you want to know whether or not these kingpins are good or not. And if, if that's the problem, or if it's the axle is the problem, or if there's something else that's going on with there, because what it's doing is wearing the inside of the stair tire closest to the frame on both sides, so wearing those out really quickly. Well, that could that could I, be uh, either a toe issue, or the, they could be right. It could be a kingpin issue that is causing that. But okay, I, I can see wanting. Uh, if he's available, if you could do it, if yeah. Mike could be in yeah. Orlando and he could take a look at it, I could see I, that being I could bring the truck uh, a great yeah. answer. Yeah, I can, I can bring the truck over and I'll pay for the service to get it done. If he's doing training well, or whatever. Well, he, would, yeah, he wouldn't matter. be able to replace it or anything, but if you no, bring no, no, no. Jack. No, just tell me what it is. Yeah, just yeah, tell me what it jack, is that needs to get replaced. Yeah. Yeah, if you bring a jack and he, you can jack it up, then the two of you can test what's wrong with that kingpin and if it's okay. if it's the kingpin he'll tell you it's the kingpin if the kingpin right. bushing is worn and the axle doctor says it's not just the bushing you have to completely rebore it well that's that's yeah. what they have they have to do but he'll tell you if the kingpin is in fact the problem and i, I think yeah, martin that's... could probably do the same thing um okay. i mean he's got nearly 20 years experience at this himself um, but Mike will be in Orlando. Um, so okay, I guess well, it's up to you. If you can shoot me a text, I'd greatly appreciate that. Okay, will do. If, he, if it's available, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Oh. Okay. So that one's on hold there. And that was it for the calls. And I got about five minutes left. Um, Minnesota, I lost him. I don't know what happened there. He was on, and then it got quiet, and then I got him back for just a second, and he disappeared. But he has not hit the button, unless this is him here. Maybe this is him. 801 is Utah. It is not Minnesota. Uh, All right, well, let's find out what Minnesota has to say. Hold on a second. Hello, Minnesota, Utah. Utah. Hey, Utah. Uh, I got the truck aligned, uh, three axle, and the left outside steer tire still wore out. Left outside steer 
Uh, how long did it take? Um, thirty, forty thousand. Okay. Uh, what are we saying? First off, okay, you had you had a you had a outside left wheel issue. Then you got it aligned, yeah. and that same steer tire, the left outside wore out. Or is it uh, actually? I, I was having I was having lots of uh, wear issues. But I okay. got the three axle alignment, uh-huh. and it helped for a while. But then the driver's well, side tire. Again, if you've got a tire wear issue on one tire, then after you mm-hmm. align it, it can't get rid of the problem with that tire. So was it the same tire, or was it the next set no. of tires? Next set of tires. Next set of tires. Okay. I- and but it took 40,000 miles, and suddenly you've got a wear issue on the outside left again. But to me, that sounds like the problem was never fixed. Not not that it was fixed for thirty or forty thousand miles, because thirty four thousand miles is really short in a tire's life, uh, right. so especially with one of these new premium tires. I mean, what what kind of tire is it? Uh, Yokohama. Six one seven. Yes. Okay, um, and wearing on the outside left. Well, that 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 tire, if everything is aligned properly, is not going to get that kind of wear that quickly. So there is a problem still. Um, and you, you say left, you mean driver's side, right? Driver's side. Okay, and it's the outside. And how is it wearing? Is it the whole rib is wearing off, or is it? Do you feel any feathered wear? Uh, let me check it right now. All right. Just, hmm. just the one. Well, it's a gradual. The inside rib is fine. Next one seems okay, and then it just goes down to where it's obviously worn on the inside uh, outside. Okay, and if you run your hand laterally across the tire, the as you run your hand toward the frame, it's smooth. And then when you pull your hand back, you can feel the lip of every single rib? Not really. Not really. It's smooth both ways. Little tiny bit. A little tiny bit. Going going out actually right right so yeah it should be i would expect based on the wear pattern it should be nice and smooth as you push your hand forward toward the frame and then you should feel like uh, uh everything like a feather like a little a sharp edge on ever on the far edge of every rib is that right yeah okay um, do the same thing on the other tire. Uh, no. Nothing. That one's nice and smooth. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then this vehicle still has both a tow issue and a drive axle issue. And at thirty to forty thousand miles, I would call that under warranty if it was me. So, okay. I mean, because if I if I aligned the vehicle, and in thirty thousand miles I could see and feel this feathering, I would know I did the job wrong. Right. So well, I will where, call where, the guys back up. What's uh, that? One of you guys is one of you guys is partners in Salt Lake. Salt Lake City. So which one is it? Uh, I got the shop locator up here, so I just want to know who. Oh, this is Laserline. Are they? They're the only yeah, people on this guys. list. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I would call them and say, "Listen, I've still got a feathering issue on this." Uh, on the left side of this tractor and there's no way that this is an alignment related. 
Okay. And I will call them up tomorrow. Okay. Okay. That's uh, exactly. Yeah. And they should just go get out there, take a look at it, measure it, say, oh, okay, that we still have a problem here and correct it because the tires don't lie, you know? The the, tire, yeah. the tires are the only thing on the track. I mean, the technician can lie, uh, the computer can lie, but the tires they they when they get abused, this is what happens to them, and that's it's telling you that it was out of alignment. There's no getting around that. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. All right. All right. No problem. All right. Well, that was that was the whole show. We're past uh, one hour, and I've covered a range of questions. Uh, my ears all sore from holding my phone up to it and talking the whole time. And I'm not going to get over the echo in my ear for probably a day. All right. It was fun. Uh, I suppose the Oscars are still on if anybody wanted to watch that. Um, I have no idea who's nominated, so I'm not. Trying, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Everybody have a great week. I will be back here with Mike next week, and we'll have another fun episode of uh, Where's Everybody Calling From.